0: something like a chicken pot pie. That's not a soup. <laughs> chicken pot <laughs> pie is yeah, a soup. Progresso makes a chicken pot pie soup and that's my go-to. Oh, oh
1: man. No. We like, I'm already know, recording. Soup. We're talking about soup. Cuz yeah, Jacob Jacob's soup. like I mean huh, soup.
0: soup. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I get chicken pot pie, is chicken pot pie, but Progresso makes <laughs> chicken pot pie soup and that's my go-to.
1: How do you have a pot pie without like a uh, a flaky crust? Uh, they w- wouldn't it just be chicken soup at that point
0: That's a question for a progressive my man well, i don't yeah. know i'm yeah. gonna write them a letter i'm <laughs> writing them a letter <laughs> tonight
2: like this is bullshit dude <laughs> you're being the male version of a karen right now you're being a calvin <laughs> at
1: least i'm not the calvin. one eating soup while we're trying to well, record
2: i'm done with the soup now sir all right thank you very much we're already
1: recording go ahead and do our uh our little ad read we got a uh we got a sponsor this month Ooh.
2: What? All right. You want to give me a countdown or am I just getting oh, it? go? We're
1: good to go. Just go. <laughs> I'm
2: not cutting any of this. Okay. Thank you to our sponsor Aquaries, which consists of a team of creatives headed by comedian Patty Dwyer and musicians, Zach Perkins and Dalton Roan. They specialize in entertainment, photography, filming events, producing music videos, mixing music, as well as producing and hosting comedy shows like the one next week, February 12th at B Lux and Biloxi, Mississippi. Featuring myself, Jacob Craig, as well as A.J. Bell, Ryan Adams, and Cody Calebra. This last Wednesday, they shot a music video for local rapper Knuckle Nate, which will drop very soon. Message any of them for rates. Again, that's Patty Dwyer, Zach Perkins, or Dalton Rohn. And a dedicated page is in the works. Also, tune in to Chromecast on February 28th to watch them talk shop and have too much to drink. And as always, thank you to our Patreon supporter, Mr. Ernie Kinnemer. And if you want to be as awesome as Ernie and support us on Patreon, go to www.openmicers.com. Play the music.
1: it is thursday night and it is time for the open micers podcast my name is jason robbins
2: oh hell yeah i'm jacob craig boy and our guest tonight is, is he? the one the only oh. the mobile comedy legend <laughs> just came back he's killing it he's producing shit over in florida we're gonna talk to him about it all mr compton smith how are you yeah. doing
0: there? doing great man doing great <laughs>
2: Thank you for matching our energy. <laughs> well. You're the you're the sun to my moon, dude. Compton. It,
1: it's like an old man night. Like I, we get on
0: the show. Jacob's eating soup. And Com- Compton's like, eh, eh, whatever. Well, when it's just the radio voice, then it's I'm gonna bring the, the energy to match it. Oh yeah, it's nice and smooth. Like you're, you're like you're, you feel. I feel like
1: you're about to break out some smooth jazz. Like you, you know, you're just you like do that. We're gonna get a
0: tuba right over in the corner. We could do that. Late night with Compton.
2: Yeah, I feel like you're like a late night DJ that's like trying to passively kill truckers <laughs> by just putting them to sleep, so that they'll just run off the road. Because like a trucker fucked your wife one time or something, and you're just like, I hate truckers now.
0: <laughs> yeah, group sixty six lullabies here with Compton J. Smith. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna help you get to sleep tonight. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, get that ASMR boy. Dude, I have a
1: confession to make right here on the show. I didn't think about I've, I've, that. I've been waiting for the. I like. I can't. Couldn't wait for tonight's show because here's the thing. You two guys, like Compton, is my man crush. You you've been my man crush for about a year now because you and Jacob both. When I and I don't know if you guys know this, but or if you do this, but when we're doing open mics or whatever. I'm only playing for like one or two people. I'm playing for either you or another person. Like if if Jacob's in the room, I'm playing for him. If, if Compton, if you're in the room, I'm playing for you cuz if I can make you two guys laugh, like if I'm up there and doing a new bit and I hear Jacob cackling from the back of the room, I know I've hit on something good. And if I see you doing the, like throw your head back and laughing, uh Compton, I know I've hit on something funny. Do you guys do the same thing?
3: Yeah,
0: you- I ignore the fuck out of everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and I have a crush on you because like you're the you you you're you're just you're so manly. Like you walk around like well, Yeah, I wear a kilt
0: motherfucker. What are you gonna do?
1: And like you just
0: rock it, man. Well, I'll give you a good example of that going horribly wrong. Um <laughs> I was in uh, I was in Birmingham on Tuscaloosa at uh, Eugene and Henry's show, and um, it was my first time there, and I made the mistake of forging ahead with material when what I should have been doing was playing to the room. So sometimes, you know, best laid plans uh, don't always work out real great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so know. I, I, I played to certain people. I, I fucking definitely played. Can get you in trouble. That's what I'm getting after.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I think people's attitudes get themselves in trouble a lot in stand-up comedy. Because there are a lot of us who just don't give a fuck about anyone's no. feelings. No. At all.
1: You
0: know, but- you, you, can't, you only can for, for so long, because like Jason was saying, if you're at an open mic, the level of interaction... I mean, first off, comics don't laugh at shit. Um... That's not usually why most comics are there, which is understandable because at an open mic, people are worried about their set. they have got to get up and do their time. So comics are notoriously not the best audience, which I get what you're saying. It is rare. If you can make a room full of comic laugh, then uh, that's a keeper. That's a really really good joke for sure. Um, But at the same time, uh, it's not always pretty. It's an open mic. (laughs) I think that's what you were talking about, right, Jason?
1: yeah um, cause that's the thing is like most of the time it's really hard to make uh other comedians laugh, and you know we're and I, I don't i don't uh, i feel like sometimes I'm pretty judgmental of mm-hmm. other comics uh oh, I am too for sure <laughs> but if i can dude,
2: make... some of these
0: people out here sucking bro <laughs> dude i have i've been the one sucking uh no. Yeah, I think part of what we do is is judge. Like it's kind of what that's kind of what we get paid for is to be a good judge of what's funny or how to make something funny, um, or a perspective that's funny. And so we, in a way, comics should be the the most rigorous litmus test uh, mm-hmm. for good material. Um, but it's it's hard not to see someone doing something that you do and not make comparisons. You know, that's kind of the way that we're wired. Uh, is to, to be judgmental. The, exactly. The biology, the biology forces it. It's what you tell you how you spin it, that you get something beneficial or negative out of it, I guess.
2: Yeah. That's why I can only watch like open mic comedy for so long before I have to go, just go outside because <laughs> I'm like that person's doing what I do, but way worse. And <laughs> I just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. But, uh, I've heard a couple of horror stories.
0: Um, People being on the road and they show up. Somebody opens for him. It doesn't go well, and it uh, can can be a rough spot to be in. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I just I keep. I bombed recently, and you know we all bomb. But when you mm-hmm. bomb recently, it's like how soon can I get on stage and make up yeah. for that? Like, that was not oh, yeah. fun. Uh, so I keep playing the devil's advocate on this one because I bombed recently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bombed
1: uh the other night pretty hard. Uh I mean, it wasn't bad, but stuff I had done the, like the week before at uh, uh an actual like um showcase which rocked the house and then I tried it again. Um and we I did it uh Friday night too at our um the the thing last Friday. I tried the same set again on Tuesday and it was crickets, man, and it was rough. I was just like, "Ugh," and I've seen people get pissed on stage too. Like, I've never gotten like actually pissed like at the audience. I've seen comics actually like berate the audience. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just not that aggro, I guess.
0: I've, oh man, I've done it. I've,
1: I've seen you do it. I've seen you do it. <laughs> yeah. I've done it.
0: I've seen Jacob do it. You know, I've seen oh, both I've done you guys it for sure. It. Usually I'm just like, eh, whatever. I'll get it next time. <laughs> well, I get distracted. I get so distracted that if I can't if I can't think past the distraction, then I'm just mad. And and my default is angry. So if if I'm in a bad place already, it's it's gonna get dark real quick.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how I was at Friday's show, dude. I was about to blow up. Because the uh, the sound guy kept fucking up the sound, like, in the middle of everyone's sets. Oh, like, in the middle terrible. of my set, too. And yeah. it's like, I kept getting distracted, and I'm like, man, you're making it to where I can't remember my jokes. Yeah. How is anyone else <laughs> in this room going to remember my jokes?
1: That's not good. Luckily, I have a loud voice, so I think I could have done my set
0: even if I didn't have a mic, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, luckily. Um, well, good confident- sound goes unnoticed. Bad sound can clear a room in an instant. Oh yeah. Oh for sure, dude. Sound is sound is so key, and it's also so easy to get right that when people get it wrong, I'm like, bro, come <laughs> on, man. All you need is the right volume.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's always like it always seems like, I don't know when when you're in a room that like that was a pretty big room that yeah, we it were in and it, there wasn't that many people there i mean the problem. i mean it was a, a good bit of people there but the room's so big it doesn't look like anybody's there and um you have a room that big with that little of people it's hard to get the sound to where it's not like overly bright and it's like bouncing off the walls back at you but at the same time it's like when you're speaking into a microphone and it sounds like uh, it, it, i don't know it sounds like uh, like there's like you're talking through cotton or something. It's like that's real. It's
0: real beefy and it sounds like this. It's like, man, do something. Like turn yeah, some knobs, man. Turn the compressor off. Yeah. <laughs> out loud. Nobody needs that nonsense. Yeah, uh, that's the worst. Uh, you know, being an audio engineer and then stepping into somebody else's mess. Uh, seeing some of the stuff that people do to to make that situation worse. It's just. Don't complicate it, man. I mean, in a way, Jacob's right. Just set the volume level correctly, and it'll be okay.
2: Don't uh, don't try and make it magic yeah. if you're not yeah. good at it. That's why I'm always happy when I see you at a show, because I know yeah. that if the volume gets <laughs> fucked up at any point, you're going to go fix it. Yeah. Because I know it bothers you. I,
0: I, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Well, that's one of those, when you know the solution to the problem, you can't, like, like it's hard not to be like, don't, you know, here, look. Two plus two two four. come on do it right because then I've got to get up there and talk into it and if I've got to talk into it and it sounds jacked up from there then I'm just going to be distracted and that's going to be bad I don't I don't want to pull a trump and be like fire the sound guy <laughs> he's the one that doesn't know how the equipment works I don't want to be that guy um, but yeah I, uh, I like making sure that it's right just because it's easier for everybody too because if you don't have if, the vol- if something's fucked up in the sound system and everybody can hear it, then that's one more distraction that you have to get past. And I'm not that funny. I need there to not be a lot of distractions. So get that shit out of the way early. Yeah.
2: I think that's the thing that no one's funny if they're distracted. Like, I mean, if you have one person that's like consistently talking and taking away from your. Uh, focus or like any kind of distraction no one's fucking funny dude it's always some pretty girl or some
0: girl that (laughs) thinks she's pretty um, yeah that needs that attention and it drives me insane absolutely insane uh because audiences get he's just as easily distracted and um yeah that's one of the reasons that I'm a big uh, Hofstetter fan is just because of the way he can own a room and run Mm -hmm. people off uh when they're misbehaving because, yeah, it, it ruins everything. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's a pain in the butt. Well, so see, the good thing,
1: to- good thing with me is I'm hearing impaired anyway, so <laughs> I can't hear if people are talking anyways.
0: Yeah. So. I got too many
2: acronyms, man. I hear everything. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Steve Hofstetter as well. We need to get him on this show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Compton. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it's your, it. It's your thing. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I was just going to ask you because we've. We've been friends for a while now, man. I, I met you when I was 18. I'm about to turn 21. So that's roughly three years we've known each other. Yeah. And I've, I've never once had the basic conversation with you mm-hmm. of why and how you started comedy. I've never asked you why and how have you started comedy, Compton? Well, um, it's kind of a
0: conflated story. I was at a, I was at a point where I had just left a really cool job. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the floor Bama, but, um, mm-hmm. really big music venue slash bar down on the beach. I was an audio engineer there and, um, Trump happened basically okay. and things went weird, um, uh, at the Bama and I just cut forward and, and bailed. Um, so I was kind of looking for a job. I was kind of looking for something to do and was kind of looking for something to fit my five, 10 year version of a plan. and. Um, I'd always been a comedy fan ever since, I was, uh, ever since I was a kid. And a lot of my academic pursuits uh, were very comedy adjacent. Um, I studied rhetoric in uh, college and grad school. Um, so the art of persuasion and manipulation of communication was always something that fascinated me. And it um, turns out I did not suck at, which hmm. I, when I worked for the casino industry, um, I, was, I was very good at bullshitting and uh, it <laughs> served me well. So, so I've always been uh, interested in things that were comedy and it's different pieces, and being a fan of comedy, um, I think eventually led me to, I'd never considered trying it, but when I was presented with the opportunity, it didn't take me long to decide that that's something that I wanted to try. And uh, being a comedian is something that I can do from a remote location and travel. Uh, so it checked a lot of boxes uh, for me as something that I wanted to pursue in the long term.
2: So when did you decide that you wanted to do comedy like as a full time career? Uh, instantly. Um, from
0: from the first time I got on an open mic, I decided I wanted to make this a living. Um, which is one of the reasons that I got into producing shows so early because no comic, the, you know nobody knows anything about comedy. Uh, is going to tell you that you can make a living at it that's not, right not, not feasible um but i took a look around at the landscape and saw that it didn't matter how good i got it didn't matter how much time i got the best people in town weren't making any money there weren't any shows and having the experience of everything that goes into a show you know speaking the language of bars the food and beverage industry being an audio engineer um <clears> having been a bartender before etc cetera, etc cetera, that um, that I was in a pretty good spot to, uh, to make that happen. So that's why I went the producer route, was to just start learning the business before I ever really made any money telling jokes. I mean, it takes a long time to get paid well to tell jokes. And as a three and a half year comic now, you know, that's that's a horizon that's still a ways off. So finding ways to supplement that and um, and coming up with, you know, alternatives, uh, which digital media has done a lot for that, and need to up that game a little bit. Hmm. But, but yeah, comedy for me was something that that I can do from my farm, which I always knew I was going to end up back here uh, at my my family farm, and I still wanted to uh, have a little bit of that travel and lifestyle, and um, get out and do shit. And comedy is a, a great solution for that. And I've always been very adept at public speaking. So for me, the biggest the biggest problem that I have in comedy is learning how to be funny. You know, once I figure that out, it should should be okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome, man. I didn't know that I wanted to do comedy, like, full-time as a career, pursue that, until, I don't know, man, maybe like yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Still, still pondering it? Yeah, I'm still thinking about it, actually. Maybe it's not a good idea.
1: It's a horrible idea. That's what makes it so fun. I want to break in here for a second and say, thank you for the follow, Jessica McGee just popped up in twitch
2: oh thanks jessica
1: so compton what's your uh what's your five-year plan at this point like do you have one five-year plan yeah like what's Um, your your vision board look like
0: yeah well right now it's uh it's it's barely comedy related um got a little hemp business that i'm i'm starting here at uh at my place um which is is very nice Alabama has been pretty wise in the way that they're developing their hemp program, which gives local farmers and small, small farmers, uh, an opportunity to revitalize some old farms, uh, which is what I'm hoping to do here. Uh, So that eats up uh, a pretty good chunk of my time. But, uh, um, as far as comedy goes, I was just in Tuscaloosa last night. Like I said, I was in Birmingham Tuesday. So still a lot going on there. Um, Definitely part of the five year plan. The five year picture includes the uh, the Mobile Comedy Festival, which is coming back this year, which ooh, ooh. is going to be a very good time. Um, Teek Buck uh, Toulouse, Jock West over Mobile uh, came up with that idea and it went over really well. Um, everybody had a really good time. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it last year, it would have been the second annual. Mm-hmm. This should be the third annual, but is the second annual in twenty twenty one. Um hopefully that will have grown and uh will still be around. And then um When's that gonna I, be? Like to, what's that? When is that gonna be? It's the second week in August. Um uh, pretty sure it's yeah, it's the second week in August it's eighth through the fifteenth this year. Um primarily centered around a comedy competition anybody that applies is uh is in the pool to win a 500 hundred dollar cash prize um and they're going to be a whole bunch of shows around that uh but that's the the primary
2: draw that's cool yeah i need to get my submission video uh edited and sent over to you guys for that yeah um, me too. Don't worry about
0: the editing. Send the money. That's all they care about. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just (laughs) send send a 10-minute video along with the money. (laughs) (laughs) The video is a formality in case we have to make some (laughs) cuts. I think you guys will be fine. Yeah, Uh, I think I'll edge in there somehow. I think the the other big piece in the five-year plan for me is the same thing that, that I've always wanted to do from the production side is fill the holes uh, in the comedy scenes and love going holes, <laughs> Yeah. yeah as, as many, as many as we can, um, and put the run together. Um, we've talked about for a really long time. I'm sure people talked about it before I got into comedy, um, about how great it would be to have a run across I 10, uh, just through Mississippi, Alabama, and, uh, part of the panhandle because there are no comedy clubs down here. Mm-hmm. And as far as comedy scene goes, not having a comedy club, uh, makes things tricky. Absolutely. You know. So, um, myself and some other comics have talked about before. Uh, right before COVID, uh, we were looking pretty hard at bringing that to fruition. Uh, much like, uh, some of the guys in Ocean. I guess it was Ocean Springs. I mean, LB and those guys we mm. uh, yeah. Wayward cracking and discussed it. And um, yeah, yeah COVID put a put a crimp in those plans, but that's something that's needed. And I think it's mm-hmm. something that, um, it could be viable on the Gulf coast, uh, especially if you can make it worth the comics wild and, um, and crack the marketing. The, um, the marketing is really weird. You know, Louis CK can sell out the Sanger, Jerry Seinfeld can sell out the Sanger. Um, but developing crowds for the smaller shows has proven a lot more difficult than that. So, yeah. Um, you know, finding the right balance, solving some of those formulas and, uh, and equations. And um, trying to grow the comedy scene just across Alabama in general, you know, also exploring any opportunities that I can to, to help Richard and RJ and, uh, you know, Lauren Lamphere uh, running a mic up in Tuscaloosa, which is closer. It's only an hour away from me, so helping those guys however I can to save some gas money uh-huh. has been good. <laughs> so I think that kind of fills out a, a, a good five-year picture, but um hopefully the, the business will cover... Me doing crazy shit like running around and trying to get on as many open mics as I can across the wide southeast. See, you were talking about uh, getting the crowds for for smaller shows.
1: I mean, I think we were well on our way to establishing that before before COVID hit, and then you know, like, and and now it's just sort of like it's. You know it's hard to get people to to come out, and it's still dangerous for for people to come out too. You know, to, to comedy shows, you don't want to have too many people there. You know that kind of thing. So I I don't know. I hope we can pick up where we left off once everything kind of gets back to back to you know not I wouldn't say normal, but back to where people can actually go places again without worrying about dying.
0: Yeah, I think it'll definitely get there. Um, Historically, pandemics peter out around 18 months, uh, which puts us right in the range of June. Um, And uh, I've heard a lot of experts saying that that's when we could start to see a real shift in the tides uh, to where things are headed in a more normal direction. Um, Where that normal needle lands, your guess is as good as mine. But I'm pretty sure as animals, we're going to forget very quickly uh, how much terrible danger we're in and um go right back to being dumb and convenient and lazy because that's <laughs> yes that's what we really want <laughs> we're i think most people are tired of making history um if anything uh i'm getting fucking sick of it i can't imagine if i'd only ever known just making history every, every couple of years because it's getting tedious
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so i know we're on a podcast right now haven't you uh Had a little idea for a podcast of your own? Yeah, well, I had a podcast uh, for a
0: while. Technically, I have a podcast, uh, truthloveandpeace.com. There are 60 episodes um, of that podcast up there. Um, A lot of great local comics, a lot of great local musicians uh, from the Gulf Coast. Um, And I had a lot of fun doing that. The reason I quit doing that one was because not being able to sit down in front of people uh, and the political climate just kind of got me off it and uh had bigger fish to fry at the moment but the reason that I'm bringing back a different podcast is because that podcast was long format. DLP was long philosophical conversations about crazy fun stuff. But I wanted to do something that is a little more in line with the attention span that most people have these days. Hmm. So uh the governor and I, you know, Martin Wright mm-hmm. from uh from I guess he calls Biloxi home now. Um uh, have we need talking. to get him on here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Governor's he's he's a great conversationalist. Um but uh dude, we're already down to eight minutes. Yes, oh, yeah, sadly. Dude. We What's got we, we need sponsors so we can upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me we could have used my Zoom thing. I
1: already used before. all of our money to to get like uh domain names and <laughs> That's stuff. fair.
0: That's fair. The new podcast is going to be called burning the set list and governor and I are it's mostly going to be centered around comics um, and uh, old material that we can, can shit on and, uh, and <laughs> discuss in, in depth. Uh, it's going to be fun, but uh, TLP will probably be back in some version uh, once, once we get past the zoom meetings, because uh, I think those conversations are better in person, but this yeah. is something fun that we can do and we can do it in a short scale, small scale. And, uh, Pack it together by you know Andrew Schultz yeah. is the guy that's painted a good picture for everybody uh, so following some of of his models on uh putting something together,
1: yeah, I'm hoping uh, to do the um
0: you guys show I mean plug you guys for a minute um uh, i saw the uh I saw the the great research blunder uh, <laughs> god <all>. damn it <laughs> uh, we have to work it in every week. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be your new recurring theme. to yeah. be perfectly honest. Uh, it was comedy gold, and um, but yeah, I saw the episode with Craig, and uh, you guys, you guys do a fun job, so I, I appreciate it. It Thanks, makes me man. want to talk, uh, seeing, <laughs> seeing people do it. So I appreciate it.
1: I'm hoping that once everything gets back to normal, what I my main goal is to to have a space, an office space where we can do this uh, this podcast live with people, you know, in studio. That's been my main goal since for years now is to have my own little office space where I can I can do live you know do it live and have people in person because I you know doing it over Zoom's okay but I'd much rather be in a room with you guys you know I feel like mm-hmm. the the conversation would be way more natural if we were if were sitting around a table and just bullshitting you know
2: yeah absolutely. And that was our plan before COVID, too, was to try to find Mm -hmm. a space. And then, of course, COVID happened, and we were like, hey, perfect fucking opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's just good side of
0: the the pandemic is, uh, you know, anytime you've got a forced reset, everybody gets to take a fresh look at where, uh, you know, where we were, what the possibilities are. So, I think um, without encouraging people to go out and put themselves in harm's way now, the people that are venturing out are being able to see very clearly what the, uh, what the flaws in the previous attempts were and ways to, to catapult what we've found as audiences online into something that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not suggesting people go out and, and put themselves in harm's way, but for the people that are doing it, I think we're going to see some really cool stuff over the next few months, maybe about six months, but I think it's going to be cool. For sure.
1: Um, I hate that that we're coming up to the end. Like, I could talk to you for hours. But um, one of the things we always ask people Mm -hmm. before before we leave is, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into
0: comedy? Uh, do it. Uh, do it for sure. Um, my, I think my best advice for anybody that gets up at a mic the first time is, if you are worried about writing material and writing jokes, um, the best thing to do. Just get on stage and get the motivation, get the wheels turning, Mm -hmm. is to um, think about one or two stories that you tell your whole life, Uh, the stories that make up who you are, because you're never going to forget those stories. You remember those details. So you take that on stage, just tell that story. It may or may not be funny, but if you can get that one rep in to where you made it through what you got up there to do and have a story that you've told so many times, it's going to be easy for you to tell, then... That's enough to get the ball rolling. Yeah, know, for a lot of people, um, I think
1: another thing that really scares people, especially people that I know come come to see us do open mic nights, like friends and you know people you meet there that you see all the time, and they're like, I, I want to do it, but I'm scared. It's like, you know, you don't have to do a whole five minutes. I've seen people get up there and tell one joke, and then they're done. It's like just get up there and do, you know, tell one story or. Something you think's funny. It could be a minute long. It could be, you know, five minutes long. Just get up there and get that taste for it, and see if you, if you like, because you'll know instantly if you get that high, and you're like, I got to do this again, or you're like, I'm never
0: going up there again. Yeah, and then when when the bug bites, uh, you'll be hard pressed to ever, ever not do five minutes again. Like, uh, yeah. you, you, uh I'm I'm always like. Let me get one more joke in. Let me let me have enough time to get one more joke in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get bit by that bug, being on stage and having any opportunity to work is uh, some yeah. Mm. Yeah, you'll get over wait, that wait, one wait. joke real quick if you enjoy it, and otherwise you you've learned a lesson.
2: See, like I'm I- real quick, promote your uh, show, oh, yeah. uh, your upcoming show in Panama City.
0: Oh, Panama City, uh, Slabsticks, Cues and Brews. Um, we do the second Friday of every month. And uh, we feature a, a rotating cast of local and regional comics. Uh, so check it out: Slapsticks, Cues and Brews, at Panama City. Sounds good. And um, before we go, tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, I'm Googleable, man. Uh, you can throw Compton Smith in just about any search engine, and uh, and find me pretty quick. If you put a .com after it, that'll take you to my website, uh, which has. All the, the Facebook links and all that good stuff. Uh, ComptonSmith.com, that's the easiest way to find it all. Just type in whitest man with the blackest
1: name on the planet yeah. and you'll come yeah. up Compton Smith. <laughs>
0: it is. <It's>
1: right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jacob, um, we got, what we got coming up, we got the roast battle on the 22nd at the uh, District on the Alley in Gulfport. Uh, and you got what else? You got a show coming up too.
2: Yes, I have two shows tomorrow night. For those of us watching uh, live on Twitch right now, I'm opening for Corey Mack at District on the Alley at 9 p.m. And February 12th, I'm going to be at B-Lux with the fabulous crew from Aquaries. You can come and see what all they do live as far as performing entertainment and all of that. And I'm very remiss that we are getting out of here today. Without talking about the time, Compton's balls ended up on my face. so He's that's,
1: that's, got to come back so we can tell that story. You have story. to come
2: back so you can talk about your balls being on my face. We'll just reset the meeting and we'll just keep going. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> I got yeah. another podcast I got to
1: do right after this one. Oh,
2: well, We'll start that our, own podcast, that's we'll that's start our own podcast, Compton. We'll start our own podcast and we'll call it Balls on Face. Yeah. Dude, and we're just... You text me anytime. I'll put us live on wherever you want. Absolutely. We'll call ourselves Headliners.
3: Instead of open
0: micers. Oh, yes. Well, let me play some music here because we're under a minute.
1: Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast.gmail.com. At we are at openmikers uh, on Twitter and open podcast on Facebook. We have a T public now, so you can go get all your merchandise. Just go to one of our social medias and, and click the links, and it'll take you right there. Get your t shirts, your mugs, masks, whatever you need. Thank you, Compton. And thank you guys for watching. We'll be back next Thursday. If the three of us, we could call it three-fourths white.
2: That could work. That could, could, be, that could be cool. Or, or we could call it one-third hair.
3: Or you could just have...
2: <laughs> that. That could work, yeah.
3: Just the recession with Obama. Not that recession, not that. It's not actually Obama. It's
1: <laughs> thanks, Obama.
3: <laughs> but you guys could just sit to the right of me. You know, you go like, white is right because they're over there, right? They're on the right side and they're like, you can't see them. It just sounds like neo Nazi propaganda. Um, <laughs> but it could be a fun That's time. A...
2: We can't make jokes about that here because of Jason's haircut.
1: That is true. Shut Jason. your face.
2: <laughs> hey, one day
1: you're going to go bald too, kid. You watch. You I'm gonna be dead before I'm bald. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> Have you seen how I eat? Yeah, well. boy, I ain't making it. <laughs> you know, eat something green occasionally. You know, something that uh, comes boogers. Off. <laughs> something that comes out of the ground <laughs> or off off a plant. You know, something. Just green Jello. That could that could work.
3: Well, it's, it's sweet. Hell yeah! Just start there. Yeah, any <laughs> color you want.
2: Yeah. Dude, did you know that green jello is the food that's closest to the human brain? Mm. I did not. Yeah, oh. the, you can put neurons in green jello and it will retain information like the brain does. Sweet. So when you're eating green jello, you're basically a zombie. That's pretty nice.
3: That's I, awesome. I, I had no idea about that. That's, I think uh, a, I'm Jacob
1: that. I actually ate a salad. His body would go into uh, shock, I think. <laughs> Because it wouldn't know what to do with it. Like, what is fiber? (laughs) Your shit's come out with a hard candy shell.
3: Maybe just like a a carrot every day. I knew you were hating on carrots (laughs) the other day. We were discussing vegetables, and you were like, just fuck carrots. Like, I'll have nothing to do with it. Like, just...
2: That does sound like me, yeah. I I do believe I said... I will go on record in saying, fuck carrot. (laughs) Sometimes literally.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh... Eggplants work, but uh, carrot skin can, can't get the do- job done.
1: So um. I mean, you know, Jacob. Like most people, have shit that has corn in it. Uh, Jacob's shit is just full on corn. <laughs> it's just a, a cob that just falls what? right out. <laughs> what does this mean?
3: Entire piece of maize. It's like, that. It's a, like a Native American can de- determine. Some people blows. call it shit. It's it cursed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Native, the natives call it maze. <laughs> we don't even know what we're talking about. I anymore. don't know. It's time for us to go. We got less than a minute.
3: Yeah, just everybody buy a Dogecoin. That's uh that's yeah. the last thing I want to throw in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cryptocurrency.
1: <laughs> Craig, thanks for coming on, man. This is awesome. I've been looking forward to this all week.
3: Yeah, me too. This was a lot of fun, guys.
1: Thanks for having me. And uh, Tuesday night, I want to get with you because I actually have a joke that uh, I've been working on for about a week. And I, I need mm-hmm. help coming up with a good punchline. And uh, I don't want to talk man. to Jacob because he sucks. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> he does.
3: He does very well
1: in the yeah. hotel. Like, I, I not, mean, you out. would know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jacob, anything you want to say before we get out of here tonight?
2: Uh, Just a final reminder that this Saturday at 8.30 p.m. at B-Lux, the Biloxi's hottest, newest nightclub on the coast, that is B-Lux, you can come see the fifth annual Touch Biloxi birthday extravaganza. See me, Jason Robbins, Craig Williams, Patty Dwyer, Touch Biloxi, The Real TNT, Zachary Perkins, Green Mantles, so many amazing acts, absolutely free. So please come out to B-Lux, support local comedy and music. We'll yeah.
1: And go to openmikers.com. That takes you right to our Patreon page. Help support the show. Keep us, keep us alive. Keep the keep the lights on. And also, uh, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com and at openmikers on Twitter and openmikerspodcast on Facebook. And we will see you next Thursday.